But it is what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to season six, episode 24 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area. Tara, what's going on, brother? Not much. Just here to talk about, again, uh, the things that we love. These video games. You know, they keep calling us. They be calling us. <laughs> they be calling us, man. They be calling us. Facts, uh, facts. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, brother? Not much, man. Just uh, keeping on, keeping on. Uh, just uh, trying to work today and all these gaming news going left and right, backwards and forwards. It's like, <laughs> try to soak it all in in my 15-minute break. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, everything's all good, all good. My, uh, my little project here in the homestead's uh, progressing a bit, so. Okay. Which I'll t- talk about on my playlist a little bit. So. Kick butt, kick yeah. butt. Yep. Kick butt, kick butt. Well, of course, folks. As usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick things off? What you been playing, man? So, uh, oh Lord, I wish you hadn't come to me first because uh, there's a couple of stuff that I've been playing. Uh, the normal stuff that I've been playing has basically just been like like the normal stuff, which is Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Been really playing that game uh, a lot, trying to progress, uh, trying to get uh, a little bit more out of it. Um, uh, been again. Our friends have been kind of, you know, weekend at burning us, uh, Joe and myself. You know, getting us through, um, getting us to that, that that end game. Um, I'm finally feeling like I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm actually able to, to play the game and not have to, you know, feel, you know, inadequate. You know, Monster Hunter inadequate. You know. Or my hunter inadequacies, because I feel like I'm finally starting to get some uh some gear and some equipment, uh that that keeps that that makes me you know uh helps me compete you know, uh, or helps me be competitive, so so yeah it's been fun um I'm still enjoying I'm still enjoying the grind it's still fun we play with a lot of friends so it has a pretty big community and that's always something that I enjoy, uh also been playing Van Helsing, um Joe's playing that as well um as you know t- joe and i tend to play a lot together as well as kevin um and we've been uh joe turned back on and started looking at different ways to load his character and do stuff like that and so we're probably going to end up playing that one a little bit again and um it was on a sale i don't I'm not sure if it's on sale anymore but uh the whole trilogy was on was on sale um and it's a you know said again it's reasonably cheap everywhere basically, yeah so. yeah it's one of those. Like even on Steam, I saw that you could buy the all three games uh, for literally like eight bucks or something yeah. ridiculous. So. Yeah. So if you want a nice little Diablo clone that has a little bit of meat to it, you know, uh, I think you should try it out. I'm, I'm just wondering how the other two are gonna fare because 
like the systems in place are pretty uh, like they have a lot of systems in place about what you can do and how you're going to do it and this is the first game and they've made three of them so i'm kind of i want to kind of play this game depending on how long it is beat it and then go to the second one and just see how uh the mechanics have improved or changed over time so um so yeah we'll see um uh and then i've been playing an oldie but a goodie uh i've been playing agents of mayhem i know i mentioned this last week i know some people are all shaking your heads but you know i was a fan of uh mass effect andromeda and i love it maybe i just love shitty games i don't know but <laughs> but i'm really enjoying agents of mayhem and and i'm playing it to beat it so uh, i've been putting some hours in that game i really enjoy it i enjoy comic books so it's basically just like a comic book video game you know i can see where people didn't where some people didn't like it um because of the humor probably and, and that it wasn't a multiplayer game and but i really liked the world building that uh that they did in that game and i know they're we're probably never going to get uh agents of mayhem 2 but i re- that is something that i really would like to play i you know a, a second version of it and hopefully they would someone out there will give them the chance to um to add to to basically redo or make changes to that to that game or the formula or something because i really enjoyed the world that that it exists in um and everyone is probably waiting for uh saints row 4 and i hope that saints row 4 takes place in this world um, saints row 4 is already out as i'm sorry sorry five. saints row 5 sorry thank you yeah it's okay uh, saints row 5 um takes place in this world and is um uh I-, I know this world exists in a possibility if you don't follow the series at the end of saints row uh five there was um get out of hell four sorry at the end of saints row four there was a get out of hell and he he died in the, in the series spoiler if you haven't played it but he and so he goes to hell and some stuff happens and he beats the devil and makes a wish and you know wishes for you know everything to to go back to normal or something to that effect and so this is one of the alternate you know alternate worlds that that was created out of get out of hell so we know we have no idea if this if uh, Saints Row Five is going to be a part of that or something different, I hope it exists in the world. But you know, who knows? They make references to still water in that game, so you never know. Um, I would like superpowers and you know shit like that to be in the game. So we'll see. Um, and then the last game that I played, um, and we could probably have a little conversation about this if you would like. I know we talk a lot of ish about Microsoft, uh, but I have been playing my Xbox One uh, S. I turned it on because if you really want to play indie games, you know, or, or have some kind of love for indie games, you're probably either going to play the Nintendo Switch or you're going to play your Xbox. So I turned on my Xbox and I started playing indie games. So I started, uh, I downloaded some indies to play because some of them are are on the um are on the nintendo switch but you collect those on the nintendo switch because you're a collector and you want that physical copy and sometimes you're not sure if you want a a physical copy of the game and so since i have game pass i can play a lot of those games for free and see if i want to spend the money at like limited runs or or a super rare games or whatever you know to see if i want the game to, to own the game and then i would buy it on um 
uh, on Nintendo. So the game that I've been playing though is um, <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. I really like the game, but you know, no shame, no shame. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's called uh, Ooblets. <laughs> oh, Ooblets, yeah, yeah. So I, I, it, it just came out on the fifteenth. And I've been watching some of the people that I normally watch on um, on YouTube, some streamers who, who do stuff on YouTube. I usually don't watch streamers actually on Twitch. I watch their content on YouTube because it's easier. Um, and they've been playing it. And so it looks like a fun little game. It's it's like it's got Harvest Moon. It's got Pokemon. It's got card battling. But the thing is, it's it's a very kind of very cutesy, very pastels everything's shiny and it's very bright and colorful and and they don't fight they have dance battles and 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 if you and if you beat the person you know in the dance you, you, instead of battling your 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 ooblets do dance battles against each other and you and you pump them up you know and they do different moves and dance around and stuff so it's really kind of cute and the beats are kind of fun and I don't know. It's just a, it's just a fun little game watching them, you know, dance around and do you know, you know, hip shakes and you know, do the Harlem shake and shit. And you're just kind of like, wait, what? You know, and it's like either a little frog or a or a mushroom or you know, and they have these little funny expressions and stuff. And it's just there's not there's no real violence in it, um, but you can like, and it's like a life sim too. So you can go and you can farm and you can. You know, and then you grow your ooblets and you can get other ooblets from other things or mechanical ooblets, all those different types of stuff. But it's been a fun little game so far just to kind of time waster. And so I've just been like, okay, you know, these are fun. <laughs> so, and so I, I mean, think, has it been okay? Because I know it's early access. It's right now, No, so. it's, it's early access and, and it's not on, it's not on games pass. I know there's a free trial, but I actually spent money to support the developers. So I actually bought the early access. Now, a quick thing about that. I know people are probably like shaking their head like, oh, the game's not even out yet. Why are you giving the money? Blah, 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 this and that. Uh, You know, only two people made this game, or only two people made this game, or were working on this game. And I figured, okay, you know, early access, the game looks cute. I'm behind what they're trying to do. If we were going to, you know, uh, um PAX this year I probably would have met them at PAX who knows if they were going or not but like I want to support indies so so if anything I figured okay if I'm going to turn on my Xbox you know then at l- if I'm going to turn on my Xbox at least I could you know help out an indie publisher at least I can help you know do something and I know there was a bit of flack against uh, about or controversy against these people because they made it an epic exclusive for right now but yeah, you know, people gotta people gotta fund you know their ability to 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 make these games, and I know it sucks for everybody, but but I was just like, okay, so so yeah, so I decided to to buy it and spend money on early access. I generally do not do that. Um, I'm very very rarely will you see me back any kickstarters, you know, for stuff. But I figured, okay, you know, I like what they're doing. I'm gonna you know reach into my pocket and give it to them. So. Uh, a couple of games that I de- that I downloaded. Um, this is going to be hilarious. I know Kev's going to be like, "Bro, you kill him!" But <laughs> but I downloaded Bloodstained. I got it for um, I got that for um, 
the the switch. The switch. Yeah, and Joe was saying that it's horrible. It's not bad. It's great. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not good. It's bad. Blah blah blah. You should. You should have got it. No, no, like, no. Well, I, the switch version was at launch very poor but yeah, they had yeah, worked yeah. to make it uh you know manageable yeah you know, yeah, so. yeah yeah joe said it's terrible but anyway i said i said okay so i bought it and i figured okay you know i will i'll play the xbox version i'll play the nintendo version and see you know what what the difference is for myself so i got the escapist 2 i've never played it again most of these are independent games that i found i didn't buy any of these these are just ones that, that were on game pass uh, I got Neon Abyss. I saw gameplay of that game. That game looks amazing. So I, I'm interested in playing that. Uh, Streets of Ro- Rogue. So I'm interested in playing that. It's a beat em up, you know, game running around, beating up people. And then the last game I got, I got, I had, I, I, I have to try it, Kev. I, I, I have to try it. I, I, I had, I'm sorry. I just had to try it. Don't apologize. I I preloaded it too, sir. You're gonna say grounded, and I have <sighs> preloaded it as well. So. Yeah. Mm. So I guess Joe and I are gonna get some. We're gonna be honey. I shrunk gaming vessels because I figured. Yeah, I want to give it a shot. I mean, yeah. I don't want to just. I figured, know, why it's... not? You know, I figured, why not? Why not? Yes. So. Yes. So. Because again, because again, bots. <laughs> I was like, I thought about that. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna ask for my reins back. I can't be a pony no more. <laughs> Turn in your bit. Turn it in. No, no feed for you. So, so yeah. And I also, I got, I also got the messenger too. So it's just a couple of games that I wanted to try out. I have this, I have this uh, games pass thing for a little while longer. So I wanted to, I wanted to play it before yeah. they, before, before I lose my game pass. So again, work, work it out, man. I mean, I've downloaded most or all the games that you mentioned. So I mean, it's just. Ready for me on but my that's Xbox? You, just... That's you, Joe. I'm not like you, Joe. I'm not like you, buddy. <laughs> now, Neon Abyss looks pretty badass. It looks I'm great, though. Not talking about. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. It looks great. I'm, I'm hoping for a physical release on that. Now, that game looks really good. So, and that's they... a Team 17 game, so they, they will eventually get a physical release yeah. out now. So. so, and I'll probably buy it for a Nintendo Switch if the port is good. So, we'll see. But that's what I've been playing, and I, uh, that moves really nicely into what Joe has been playing. So, Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, well, of course, the usual is Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, and right now, just like you, we're about the same place in the story right now. We just uh, we finally uh, beat the Black and... Uh, the, the, what's the monster's name? I'm blanking. The Black Veil Hazak. Black Veil oh. Hazak. There you oh, go. So, that, yeah, we, fi- we finally after us three trying multiple times this past week we got ben and a friend of ben's in there to kind of power us through that and so i was just i just felt a a great sense of relief trying to get past that so we're we're angling up to the next uh you know um dragon elder dragon in the story i wonder it's gonna be on there i think i forgot the it's is that the name Telestra? isn't that the fire the fireface guy that's the the fire lion yeah probably him or the dora dora something other i don't know it'll be a monster that we have to kill <laughs> but on saturday i was just kind of playing around while desmond was playing um agents of mayhem so it's like i started messing around with some of the other little features of the game and so um you know there's a p- particular researcher that's in 
the game that basically asks you to go into the world and grab some photographs on there. So, and so I was messing around with that mode uh, for a good, like, say, hour and a half, two hours on there. Uh, it's the uh, Lyonian researcher that's in the um, Selena. Is that how you say the city name? I'm butchered. I think it's Selenia. There you go. Yeah. Man, lately I have not. I don't know. I just like, I can't pronounce anything for whatever reason, but it happens. Say la vie. But yeah, I was just messing around with the photo mode a little bit because you basically go out and you're supposed to try to take photos of certain things on there. And this one particular thing, I had to go to the, uh, trying to remember the map now, man. Like this old age thing is driving me crazy, but um, basically I had to go up to the top of the top of a peak on like section 13 of the map. And I was just having a whale of a time trying to get to the top, but I eventually got this particular photograph. But I literally was spending like about 45 minutes trying to get up to where I needed to go to take a picture of this dead elder dragon, basically. So <laughs> on that. So. And then Sunday when you guys weren't around, I was just, I actually had a chance to really play single player and actually felt like I was doing, you know, holding my weight, just like you were mentioning earlier, Des on there. I was trying to get a, uh, building up to a, uh, fire switch axe so i was you know fighting against the anginath and then i had to fight against the the folger anginath on there and you know i was just using sos's and everyone that seemed to came in uh kind of helped me out a little bit and um just enjoying myself just uh playing single player and it's just like you know just opens up a new new light of you know actually not monster hunter not just being the game that we play when we're all online together but you know more like a a game that you know i i can you know go ahead and on my own you know handle my own weight especially playing single player or Mm -hmm. you know with an sos here or there so 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 i'm still enjoying that um also uh actually fired up my switch for the first time in a while on there and of all things i've been messing around with both the nes and the snes um, you know, features with Nintendo Online, and so I was playing, getting started playing Breath of Fire 2 on there, and so I'm finding that slow going at the start. I don't know if it's just because the game is so old on there. There's a lot of grandiness at the beginning of the game, too, and that game did not receive the best translation into English. It's notably uh, one of the more notorious translations uh, from Japanese to English, and so I'm debating about, you know, maybe dropping that game and maybe playing something more modern, like maybe Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered on there. But I still, I I remember playing it back in the day. I never finished it. And that's one of the reasons why I want to get, play it again, you know, just to kind of refresh my memory of it and to see as far as if I'm able to get back into it. So I'm going to keep trying on there. You know, I was just trying to figure out how to fish the other day on there. And I, lo and behold, I would, there's this fishing pole that you're supposed to grab out of a dresser. I guess that I didn't pick up and I didn't have <laughs> enough money because it's so damn grindy. So I wound up starting the game uh, straight from the beginning. So, and also for whatever reason, I fired up the NES uh, online. and was playing like about, I would say 45 minutes of Donkey Kong Jr. of all things. So that's great. So, and, I don't, it's bringing back those old school memories of, you know, because back in the day, man, that arcade game was, you know, obviously when 1982 after, you know, sequel to Donkey Kong and, you know, it was one of the games that was go-to, go-to, at least for me. 
on there until Mario Brothers came out, you know, so. And I was cheating because I was using the rewind function every time I, like, fell from a cliff or died or something, so. So, obviously, it's not the, not the best way to play, but I wanted to kind of get a, get a can kind of get a feel of all the levels and whatnot. So, uh, also played like Desmond reference Van Helsing on the PS4. So I'm getting, you know, we were having a little bit difficulty playing multiplayer last week, and I was, I was definitely frustrated at the beginning of that. But uh, just playing around with this, and I started a new character, started fresh on there, and just realizing what I learned from our initial multiplayer playthrough is that. Uh, this is definitely something that will be manageable and it's actually pretty fun because of the fact that, you know, the enemies in this game are not a uh, pushover, that they actually have a little bit of uh, strategy as far as how to deal with the hordes and especially with the speed of some of the monsters coming after you on there. I definitely um, getting a better feel as far as how to balance out my weapons, not to spread myself too thin with the because uh, you could start out with both uh, at least the, the main character like a sword and a gun at the same time so I'm putting all my uh, points into the, the gun on there I'm just going to basically at least at the beginning of the game kind of focus on that so. yeah you really have to focus on it because if you if you put your stuff out a little too or spread your stuff out a little too too much you will get like wasted so you, it's one of the things about the game that I thought was very interesting because I did feel that um games like you know diablo and some of that stuff they're they're really not that hard because you grind towards the end game so in those games but this game oof, i was like damn you were you were not playing yeah and then i uh, fired up my pc and was playing some uh uh games pass fodder on there i was playing halo anniversaries from the master chief collection on there and it's been a hot minute since i played the original Halo Anniversary Edition on the Xbox 360. I dabbled in the one uh, Xbox One version a few years ago, and it's just kind of funny to go back to the game now and playing it on the PC, 1440p, uh, G-Sync enabled. You know, Gerald's probably just rubbing his hands and doing the whole Jack Nicholson, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He probably is. Yes, but uh, yeah, I was just having a moment just like, you know, sit down playing on my PC. I actually grab my usual camping gaming chair. Usually, you know, I for comfort, I don't sit on the couch when, when I play games in the living room. I have this, like, camping chair that is made for heftier men, of course, you know, and I, it's, it's a, a source of, uh, you know, where I'm not having to pay 500 bucks for a gaming chair. It's like a 40-buck camping chair, but, you know, I have a drink holder, you know, I got everything in front of me, so I grab that camping chair, through it in, my uh, office on there instead of sitting on the chair I usually sit on for work uh, got comfortable, pulled up the chair got my controller out cranked up my uh, surround sound system the same surround se- sound system that both me and Kev own, like we have a Logitech like I think what uh, I forgot the acronym but it's an older system but mm-hmm. it has like BTS and THX and Dolby Surround and all this other stuff and I was digging it man, I was digging it I was just uh, playing Halo, blasting it, and having a good old time. And so I'll probably resume my playthrough as needed for Halo. But um, just seeing the uh, advantages, even though it's not in 4K, it's 1440p. It's in front of my face. It's running at high frame rate. And um, I'm loving it, man. So it's good stuff. So that's pretty much all I've been up to. I did pick up um, 
a Ghost of Tsushima. I have not played it yet on there. I'm probably going to wait until, you know, I got some time off coming up for my birthday. And not this weekend, but the following weekend. So I'll probably wait to play it then. That way I could kind of dive in. Got some time to go and do that. So Yeah, I'm going to pick, I picked that up too, but I'm not playing it because I have Agents of Mayhem to beat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You have to you have to beat Agents of Mayhem for the story, right? Before yeah. you play Ghost of Tsushima, it's that con- that whole continuation of that, you know. Yeah, I got it through the first one. Yes. Mm. Y'all killing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev, what you been playing, buddy? Well, I've only. Oh, I'm sorry. Playing... Are you done, Joe? I'm sorry. Are you done, Joe? Oh, I'm, wanna... done. I'm done. Okay. Okay. I've only been playing two things. I've been playing Monster Hunter and Last of Us Two. Uh, Monster Hunter, I've, I was trying to make the, I finally was able to, uh, I've been mentioning before, I was able to build the Raging Brachidos light, light break, um, light bow gun. And I was trying to make the, the, what they call a normal ammo three work, which is a kind of like, like, it's almost like you're shooting bullets. Out of out of whatever whether whether you're using a light bow gun or the heavy bow gun, and I just can't make that damn thing work. It's like um, mm. the thing about it is that you have to know the monster's weak zones, because like even though you tenderize a part, that part of a monster may not necessarily be one of his weak zones. So you know I'm I'm watching I'm looking at videos online and I'm seeing dudes that are doing like you know four or five six hundred points per damage you know per bullet almost in a three round volley and i'm doing like 60 70 you know if i get lucky i might do 100 100 points per damage and i'm just like I, i don't know what i'm doing and it's just um I said, you know what? Eh, I, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna do that anymore. So I just I just use sticky ammo three, which is what everybody with a light bow gun uses, because that's that's the meta. You don't have to worry about weak zones. You don't have to worry about you know hit hit areas. You just blow up monster parts and, and they fall over. So <laughs> that's good. That's what I'm. That's what I'm using it for. So along with the uh, the Safi Aqua Shot, that's going to be another uh, sticky three. But in Last of Us Two, um, I think I'm near the end. I think because the crap just hit the fan uh, in the storyline, and it's it's it it went it went from it's you know what's the saying it's about to get real well it's been real since you start the game but it's about to get really really real um a confrontation that uh i didn't think they were going to take it take it quite there it's about to go down and i tell you uh this game is is freaking fantastic um i you know, I guess if you want to nitpick or you have certain sensibilities that I guess you can, I guess I can understand the perspective, but just looking at it purely from a video game and a narrative-based game, this is probably one of the best narrative-based games I've ever played. I mean, 
I don't know if I'm gonna give it the God of War crown yet. Mm. I, I I need to finish it, but man, it, it what it's they've done up. with yeah, what they've done with their characters and their the character development, they've given that same level of care and polish to new characters that you just wouldn't necessarily expect in a sequel. And I, I get why Naughty, Naughty Dog is considered the best in the business because they, they, they've proved it. They've proved it with this game. So I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And I also picked up Ghost of Tsushima, which I haven't played. I also picked up The Origami King. Oh, yeah. Uh, so which I. I have not played yet either. So <laughs> at some point I'll get around to those. But uh, that's what I've been messing around with this past week. Yeah, I picked up Origami King too, but that was for Paul's birthday. So, well, hopefully, I'll get to play it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to move from our playlist and transition to the next topic on our docket, which is going to be the news. So, Trader Joe, why don't you kick? Why don't you uh, let us know what's been going on in the games industry, man? Okay, a lot of the stuff. Dealing, I think if you remember last episode, we kind of talked about Xbox Xbox quite a bit in Phil Spencer. And I guess what they're all hot and heavy up in everyone's business again on here. So first thing we want to talk about it was a blog post uh, that was on Xbox Wire on here. So and it's titled You Are the Future of Gaming and it's written by Phil Spencer, but uh, I don't think he sat down to write this entire diatribe if need be. So and of course there's a lot of um shall I say just a lot of uh you know just hyperbole. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah we kinda mm-hmm. talked about it but yeah they actually made a last minute edit to this document and uh, Tom Warren from The Verge actually tweeted out the initial draft before it got published on Xbox Wire and the thing I I do agree with what Xbox wants to do as far as they're kind of drawing their line in the sand on here the article was talking about how inclusive they are to everyone on here and it just seems like a lot of like Kev said, hyperbole is uh, they want to make the Xbox community safe, accessible, and welcoming on there, free from harassment and hate. So play, play some Call of Duty, everybody. but uh, on there. But uh, they said they're going to have tools to be able to reduce hate speech and toxicity on there. And then also talking about bringing more diverse stories to Xbox on there and uh, talking about advocating for an authentic and respectful representation in games and championing accessibility so that all can play on there. And on the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's great. You know, it's just, I don't know if I'm going to see this in the uh, uh, Xbox community, especially on the crumb side, (laughs) talking about everyone's going to be like holding hands and singing Kumbaya (laughs) on that. So, but and then of course uh, they talk of course how your games will look and play the best on Xbox Series X, talking about the Xbox Velocity architecture, which was a like two minute YouTube video I forwarded to Kev on there, and if you happen to see it, there's just a lot of just 
tech buzzwords flying by with no sort of substance whatsoever mm-hmm. on there. And uh, they could talk about it. So it's like the uh, latest edition of Blast Processing. So, mm-hmm. so I kind of shaking my head about that whole video. It's like, it's ridiculous. But uh, some of the points that were made in the article, too, is kind of throwing some shade. Um, you know, the Switch and PS five's way you know on there so talking about like how your gaming accessories will come into the future with you unlike competition and talking about your games will not be left behind that you know your games that you purchased in the past on xbox will be playable on your series x on there and be able to um, you know look and play the best on there Uh, the one bullet point that kind of got me under the gun a little bit is you won't be forced into the next generation we want every xbox player to play all the new games from xbox game studios so that's why xbox game studios titles that we release in the next couple of years will be available and play great on both the series x and xbox one we won't force you to upgrade the series x at launch to play xbox exclusives so and so you know obviously sony has decided with the PlayStation 5 to believe in the generational leap on there. And obviously the third-party partners are going to be bringing multi-plats out for, you know, multi-generation like PS4, PS5 ports on there. But for them, for Xbox, they can say that, you know, they're being forced to buy the PS5 to play PS5 games when in fact, you know, they're not quote-unquote being supportive on there i think sony has basically supported the ps4 enough on there and they don't need like what happened in the last generation to kind of come to roost a bit on there you remember last gen with the you know especially with the xbox side that we had like an xbox 360 version of titanfall and an xbox one version of titanfall and of course assassin's creed black flag where you're able to upgrade and the you know call of duty goes with the realistic dog modeling on there where you're able to jump to next gen on there i just don't like the wording i think you know they're not naming playstation directly on here i guess they're just saying what how they are different from the competition on there but uh what do you guys think i mean we kind of read this thing and we just wanted to shake our heads a bit because i mean i like the fact they're being upfront about things it's just i think there's too much hyperbole for my taste at least so i like kev's art that's funny <laughs> well i mean it, it seems to be hyperbole seems to be what xbox is 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 best at i mean they it's not like they're making any games right now <laughs> uh we'll just have to see on thursday but again I don't buy a new console to play old games. And yeah, okay, fine. You've got backwards compatibility. You've got, and you're telling me that, hey, we're not, we don't want you to, um, we're not forcing you into the next generation. Then well, what if why I want even... to go to the next generation? Yeah. It's, like, it's, so, it's so dumb. It's like, okay, I want my PS5 games to play the best on my PlayStation 5. I don't need to have my games on both PS4 and PS5. No one's and forcing the, me to do anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you turn around and you kill off the One X. 
I, which 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 is which really makes no sense to me. Uh, you the one act should have been the 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 barrier of in, if you're going to do this barrier of entry where everything is going to play everywhere. The one act should have been your entry point. There never should have been there. there you, you shouldn't. There shouldn't be a Lockhart. It should be the one X and the series X if you're going to do it that way at all. And you just have the one X because it's going to be a, a, a less of a hill to climb between that six and twelve T flops and and the changes to the to the chipset that were made. But now you've got all of your games have to be playable off the weakest console in your lineup, which is is which is the Xbox One S. You've discontinued the One X. So now, how are you going to really truly say that you've experienced a Series X game? Well, I mean, they've told you that you're not. You're not going to experience this for two experience of from the ground up built Series X game from first party for the next two years. And, you know, to me, it's almost like they're selling you a 1X 1.5. It's not, it's not, it's a generational leap maybe in the tech that's in it, but that tech that's in it is not going to be fully utilized for two years. That's like, you know, hey man, I just bought me a Lamborghini, but Ah, man, it's gonna be about two years before I can before I can afford to put gas in it. Why do you have it? What's the point? What what are you what what's it do what is it doing for you? You know, uh, you know, and, and you know I get it. And and I'll just say this with regards to a an, an inclusive place to play. Um, there's no such thing as a safe place to play. If you want a safe place to play. You 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 start doing uh, game gamer codes like Nintendo Online. That that's how you make it a safe place to play. Where you make it connecting to anybody so frustrating nobody wants to freaking do it. <laughs> the online space is the online space. It is what it is. And when they talk about oh we have these t- we're having these tools to make it all inclusive. I remember a, a podcast that Major Nelson did way, 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 way back in the 360 days where he was talking to the dude that was heading up Xbox Live at the time. I don't remember his name. But this dude was saying that they had the tech in, in which when a complaint is logged that they can actually go back and look at the words used they could this it's almost like they can you know uh what was that what was that that movie where you could where they could stop time in the future um uh i can't remember uh, that tom cruise one oh where, minority where, report minority they could like practically minority report a complaint except instead of going in the future to prevent it they're going they're rewinding and going back, and he said that we can we can get it down to the word, the time, everything that every anybody says. When so when we get a complaint, we actually have the tools to research it. This was back in the I think it was Halo. What must have been like Halo Three. Uh, in the Halo Three days, I, I want to say, 
and there were complaints about you know the hostilities going on in open lobbies and this guy was there to address it this was back in the 360 days so micro assuming all that was true microsoft then done had the tools to do something about the hostility on xbox live but they didn't do anything about it and the reason they're not going to do anything about it now and why sony's not really going to do anything about it now and why you know steam and any of these other places aren't going to do anything about it now is that you can't control idiots Hmm. and they don't want to lose any money either but you can't control idiots i mean for the blatant stuff you can do blocks and and suspending accounts and you know canceling stuff out but at the end of the day the online space is the online space and and you know i you got to give credit where credit is due the greatest deterrent to all the online bullshit is the party and xbox started that when parties came up when, when parties became a thing 98.9999% of that nonsense came to a screeching end because I no longer have to I no longer have to interact with you. I can be in my own party with my own friends and play the same game. I don't have to be in the open lobby. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of lot of uh, hyperbole and a lot of lot of silliness you know, you know, a lot of these philosophies that he's <laughs> that he's spilling out just don't make a whole lot of sense. But at the end of the day, on Thursday, which is this this coming Thursday, it's show improved time. You got to bring it. You got to you got to give me the t- a type of presentation that Sony did. What was that? E3 2017, when they did like uh, Are you know, Final about the, Fantasy, the Final yeah. Fantasy VII, and they had all those other those other games. You got to be able to approach or eclipse that level of excitement, because if you don't, then everything you've been talking about up until uh, from the time you've announced these twelve teraflops of power is is just crap flowing through your corporate your corporate pie hole. And that's, a, that's that's really what it boils down to for me. Yeah. And this is another quote from the article on here. So just kind of put this in your uh, pipe and smoke it if, if need be. The future of gaming has never been more exciting and limitless. It is a future you'll explore on your terms, not constrained by restrictive policies where your gaming legacy will not be left behind and where you will not be locked out of new exclusive Xbox Game Studio games, even if you choose to stay with your current console for a while. So for a while, of course. For a while. You got two years. (laughs) You got two years. Then we're leaving your ass behind. That's pretty much what that's about. (laughs) Like, I agree with you 100%. It's like, oh, this is nice. Yay. No. Yeah, no. So, so just, I just thought the article. I think if you pick out some things, take out some things. I mean, it's okay, like kind of mantra to kind of follow. But I just don't like to say like 
you know, like, we're different. We're not restricting you and all sort of crap. And it's like, I'm not feeling restricted when I buy that PlayStation 5. I'm going to enjoy every game I want to play on that platform. I don't feel like Sony uh, has not given me a full breadth of titles to play since 2013 when the console initially came out on here. We're dealing with, this is 2020. This is going to be seven years of content on there. I do not feel I'm being left behind. I'm basically glad that I could take the next step with the PlayStation 5. And so I just feel like, you know, it's just, this narrative is just, you know, I, I think it's fine and dandy, but I think it's misplaced. And to me, I don't think this makes Microsoft like something of a like, oh, we're above and beyond any place out there. I mean, they are who they are. You know, I just want them just like Kev, is stating to kind of come with it on Thursday with their first party showcase on there. I'm probably less tough than you, Kev, as far as, you know, put up or shut up kind of thing on here. But, uh, you know, I just I just want them ultimately to just lay down, do their business and shut the F up. basically. Too, yeah, so. it's show and prove time. It, it, you yeah. know, it's like Herman, you know, like uh, not what it was. Who was it? It was Herman Holt said, "You know, we're we're going. I'll, I'll. It's time for me to shut up and let the game do the talking." Yeah, right now, so. Phil's doing a lot of talking. Yeah, those okay. games need to need to do the do the talking now, Phil. Okay. Now let's talk about further on. Uh, Kev, you did mention uh, Microsoft is officially halting production of Xbox One X and an Xbox One S All Digital Edition, the Xbox One Sad on there so um everyone pretty much thinks that the lockhart whatever it's going to be series s on there or whatever they're going to call it will be the replacement for uh the uh, xbox one x it's kind of sad because xbox one x is a pretty damn fine good machine on there uh, i felt like they brought the business with that console in my opinion on here but uh According to what they stated, even though the Lockhart's was to be four teraflops, it has all the technology from the Series X, including the SSD drive, ray tracing, and it practically almost is like an Xbox One X in all intensive purposes. But we don't know until they actually show it and show off the specs to get a better feel for that. I have no idea why the Xbox One S is still in production, but... I could see it as a, a easy gateway to get a nice Blu-ray player and to play some games on Games Pass. That's the only thing on there, in my opinion, on there. Whether they're going to continue to keep the Xbox One S in circulation, yeah, we'll have to see on there. But uh, you know, well, Xbox One X, for all intents and purposes, is very hard to find right now anyway due to the shortage due to the pandemic, and so probably a good move on their part to just you know not have to even commit to manufacturing anymore on there so anything more to add kev about the uh, xbox one x being phased out i mean i don't get it i don't understand it yeah it 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 makes no sense when you think about the how much you're how how you're going to be constrained in your games between the one s and, and and really, they're not even. It, it's not even the, the the. Those games have to be able to run on the original Xbox. Yep. The VHS size original Xbox. 
and I just don't understand why you want to gimp your your next generation games having to to run like that because you know a scaling can only account for so much. It's going to affect how games are designed. PlayStation wants to affect how developers design games because the, of the way a game is designed, it can't run on the prior prior generation. And Microsoft is stuck in this. You know, we want to bridge bridge over bridge over troubled generations and make everything playable on everything and keep everything for two years if you're going to do it that way the one x would have been the console to keep making cut out the the, the series i mean the the one yes yeah making so i don't get that it. the bare minimum yeah i understand yeah. what you're saying so now what's what might be good for um at least the first parties coming up is that no, not the first-party content. All Microsoft Game Studio games, first-party games, will have to play up and down the um, platform on there. But I know some of their um, like indie studios that they're contracting out to. I'm not interested in either game, but both the Scorn, uh, the Scorn and the Medium, um, both horror games, uh, will be bypassing all of the prior generation systems on there. Will be playable only on the Xbox Series X, and so I hopefully. If a designer wants to design a game with the technology in mind to be able to just do it for that particular system, hopefully Microsoft will support them. And then even with the first party um, developers as well, just in case they decide, okay, we're not going to worry about scaling this one down. Because some games scale great. You know, you play PC games, they'll scale great, and they have to figure out what the minimum spec is going to be. I know they made that point clear to say why their games are not being held back by the fact that they're on multiple system specs on the console space. But you know, like you stated, Kev, you know, if, if a publisher like Sony is going to come in, like Insomniac can do a Ratchet and Clank game and make it to where it's very tied to the SSD, you know, if you're a PC uh, developer, you're not going to sit there and make SSD being the bare minimum for you to be able to you know, run your PC game because, you know, a lot of people out there don't have SSD drives or if they do, maybe it's not as fast as the technology that was in the PlayStation 5 at the moment on there. And I want to see the advancements in games that are developed. So, so we'll have to see about that now. Also too, Phil has gone on to do interviews with everyone under the book on there. So, uh, this is an interview with uh, a French website on there, and he has stated that at three at E3, we've always had a good, strong showing of Japanese creative games. We know we will have to work to rebuild trust with Japanese creators. And Phil went down to further say, I am proud of what we're going to show on July 23rd. So he's talking about, obviously, that uh, there is going to be some sort of Japanese game support being shown on the showcase on Thursday, whether that's here, there, or whatnot. I know that they did bring some exclusives to the last E3 presser, especially with Fantasy Star Online 2 that came out of left field. So uh, it's kind of be interesting to see what kind of Japanese support that they're going to have uh, for the Xbox. And we'll have to see what happens on that. You know, any wishes, Kev? or Des as far as any uh, Japanese 
developer, maybe uh, you know, lining with Xbox as far as what to see, or maybe. I mean, we've already seen them go go in and put um, what is it, and put um, uh, bring Sega in. Um, yeah, so I Yakuza do... like a dragon. Yeah, yeah. and um, and P- uh, Persona and uh, uh, PSO. As it's... So yeah. yeah, so I do think that that you know we're sitting over thinking about it. I do think that we we might actually we might actually see that um uh, I don't know what game that they they might bring over but I do think that it would be it would be interesting to see what they are planning you know but I think it's I I I honestly believe that we're going to probably see a lot of games um from X from Xbox uh here because again I mean, it kind of goes on to what Kevin's Kevin's saying. Like, they ain't got no games. They got to go and, what is it? Go to go and buy some, and uh, you know. So maybe that's what they're thinking about doing. But yeah, well, there is another article from the Verge because Phil Spencer is getting around quite a bit. But uh, basically, he is stating to the Verge is that uh, that they are going to have their quote unquote most diverse collection of first party games uh, with this. Uh, first party announcement on there so so and he is promising big results on here obviously we're going to see the new halo halo infinite on there um we're going to see what's coming up with from double fine of course psychonauts 2 uh, obsidian uh, compulsion games which is the developer of um trying to remember uh hello neighbor i believe on there so i know that's another studio they picked up on there, whether I don't know what they're going to do, who the heck knows, but, <laughs> and I, part of games that, uh, show I'm kind of eager to see is Everwild. I think where I like the, at least the initial reveal trailer that they showed. So, I mean, I'm just hopeful, but we'll see. And we'll talk about it next episode on there. I want to don't beat a dead horse, but, uh, you know, I just want to kind of, cover what phil has been up to at least on that so and other xbox news of course uh they announced that xcloud is going to be um a uh, feature with games pass ultimate starting in september so that's another thing that they're adding on to the plate on there it's something i'm not going to use especially with covid right now but uh Everyone will have access to it starting in September on there. I guess it's going out of preview and going into actual publication. It's a launch window for xCloud on there. So any excitement with you guys with that? Or are you feeling the same thing I'm feeling basically is that I'm not even on the go right now. I'm not even going to play this thing, especially streaming or anything like that. I probably won't, uh, Kev. No. But the only thing I will say is that at least you keep your games, unlike Stadia. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At least you own your games. You are not lying, buddy. (laughs) So they get that much. I'm kind of curious. I haven't really looked into it, but what if you own a physical disc for a particular game on there? Do you have to have the disc inside the uh, Xbox if you want to play it in the cloud or... How does that work? I mean, if I own it digitally, I can understand the license is on my account already, and there's no problem verifying I actually have the ability to be able to play the game. But, like, say, for instance, if I buy a physical disc copy of a game, I know with uh, remote 
play I when I was accessing my PS4 remotely using the Vita, I had to make sure, especially with a disc game, to have the disc game in my PlayStation 4 so I could access it remotely and have it verify I had the license. But that's something I'm kind of curious about to see how they're going to set that up. So I'd imagine it'd be the same thing or something similar. I mean, yeah. And then also, too, another interesting point, which we might see on Thursday, is that Microsoft has removed Xbox Live Gold options from their store as far as buying a 12-month subscription. So, so, and Microsoft basically had a statement saying that at this time, Xbox has decided to remove the 12-month Xbox Live Gold SKU from the Microsoft online store. Customers can still sign up for a one-month or three-month Xbox Live Gold subscription online on there there's no implications as far as what's going on but we're kind of seeing possibility that maybe they are going to get rid of xbox live or maybe integrate it in with games pass possibly on there do you think in the end that they're going to give up on this cash cow no Uh, or it's just they're going to slip they're going to put it combine it with game pass and then they'll they'll probably say something that will be really funny if they offered like some type of um, well if they really wanted to, if they really wanted to 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 really to really put themselves in the game you just say PC players haven't been playing for for online play neither will our console people that's really yeah. what should happen. Yeah, that's really what should have happened from the jump. If you're going to do it that way, because there's no way you're going to convince PC gamers to pay for online access. It's just not going to happen. So, if I think it's going to, I think Xbox Live is going to be integrated into Games Pass some sort of some type of way, and they'll probably come back and say, oh, by the way, all your, free-to-gate, all your free-to-play games are not behind a paywall anymore, which PlayStation's been doing from the jump. And so then in that way, they could probably say, hey, we get to play games for free, yay! But, you know, you know we want to hit you with this Game Pass thing, and that's where your games with gold and your party chat functions and your, your subscriptions are all going to be all bundled together that would be that, that, scandalous that would be scandalous though i'd be like oh what <laughs> i'd be like well wow. if you want to circle everything back and wrap a bow on this bad boy you know with phil saying you are the future of gaming and talking about all-inclusiveness and so on and so forth why make me pay to play online for god's sake i don't even know why sony makes me pay up front but that was just the way things were you know five six years ago you know, Xbox should give up the ghost. You know, the Xbox uh, games with gold um, for the last year, maybe two years, have been like basically shit on the stick on there for the most part. They have not brought the business as far as uh, games with gold on here. And like you said, Kev, I mean, pretty much you can play online for free on the PC all day long. So what's what's the sense? And you know, still use our... the Xbox Live functions. Yeah, that's the killer. <laughs> well, you know why, yes. right? You, you know why, right? There's a, there's a beautiful right. song out there, you know, money, called money, 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 money. no, no, it's called 
I wanna be rich. I wanna be rich. That's what it's about. Come on now. They wanna be rich. That's why they make you do all that stuff. I mean, come on. You know? Well, we'll see. You know, so if you're gonna circle back, that you know, hey, buddy, you're the future of gaming. We're gonna bring you the joy, create a nice, wonderful place that you can exist, and in all inclusiveness, so on and so forth. And guess what? Then you know, treat me just like the PC player, and not make me pay up front mm-hmm. on there. You know, our poor listener, Surgeon Fire, he was lamenting the fact the other day that his Xbox Games Pass and his live ran out, basically, and that he's not able to play Fantasy Star Online 2, even though it has a free-to-play game on there because of the fact that... Yeah, so... Like, that. that is... Like, a free-to-play game should stay free. I mean, come on, you know? (laughs) It just makes sense to me, but whatever. I don't make the rules. I just pay for them. Well, hopefully this will be kind of a uh, wherewithal that Xbox live gold is going the way of the dodo but we'll see what they plan on do on doing you know probably on thursday we'll see we'll see if that's the case or we'll have to wait till the lockhart reveal in august so and then the in our xbox news de jour because it's just been just the one xbox news <sighs> bucket after another we'll talk about xbox games pass coming up for the uh rest of july on there so me and des will be looking forward to quite a few games actually that are pretty good that's why i was kind of mentioning it at least on the show on there so um july 16th that just passed forager and mountain blade warband both came out on there forager I already owned for ps4 but that's a really cool like uh 2d open world game indie game on there a Mountain Blade was a console port from the PC, which is a crazy ass like battle game uh, that is quite popular on the PC. So I'm kind of curious to check that out. Uh, I think the game we talked about last episode, Carrion, from uh, Devolver, Devolver Digital, will be on console and PC on July the 23rd. Are you going to buy that? I'm going to play it on Games Pass, just like you, buddy. So, oh yeah, I forgot it. It is on Games Pass. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. this 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 whole thing is talking about upcoming games on Games Pass. So. Well, it wasn't even though it's on Game Pass. Like I, I wasn't sure if you were gonna, you know, actually buy it. I mean, <laughs> eh, we'll we'll see if it's good enough. And uh, usually, um, Devolver has their special reserve games as far as getting physical versions. So I'm almost dead to right that they'll probably come up with a physical version through that you know that's their version basically of their limited run that publishes just the devolver digital studio games on there so we'll take a look at that um there's also of course grounded kevin's favorite uh coming out on july 28th uh july 30th uh has a couple of more indie titles on here uh, Nowhere Profit, which has gotten a lot of good buzz about it. It's a, a turn-based card combat system game with some roguelike elements to it on there. And I actually was reading a tweet from uh, one particular person I follow on Twitter was just talking about the game from here, there, and everywhere. So I'm just kind of eager to take a look at it and get a better idea as far as... Uh, how well this thing plays i usually don't play uh, card games you know but uh, something if it's easy for me to learn i'll be able to take a look at it on you there should. um you should card games are it, fun yeah i was kind of curious about what's what's the one um 
that you had me buy on the Switch. That, that I um, had you buy on the Switch. What? Yeah, no. I'm trying to think <laughs> of the name of the game. It's a Slate Aspire. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's that. it's a fun little game, you know. And that's kind of the that's kind of the one that everyone talks about because it's like one of the. I mean, I think a lot of people would would say that it's touted as the one that kind of you know got everyone playing um playing games like that. So um, yeah. So the Spire was was one, but yeah, there's tons of them out now. I mean, you want to talk about an indie bonanza? Those games, those types of games, hard battling games, are just like they are everywhere. And some of them really have uh, refined, uh, refined on what Slay the Spire did, and some are just blatant copies. So it's like you kind of have to pick and choose, really. Well, I'm kind of curious about this one. Right now, has a nine out of ten rating on Steam. So mm-hmm. and it's on the it's actually on the Switch as well. So yeah. Uh, so nowhere profit so i'm just kind of curious about that and then the other indie game that i've been curious about actually downloaded the um, demo on the switch was this game called the tourist on here and uh, this is by a developer known as uh, shinin out of germany on there but uh, they worked on this game for quite a bit of time and it's like an open world game but it's it's like a open world bite-sized vacation game on there and it's a voxel graphics game and you go in and you go swimming of course uh, explore the island on there and um you know it's kind of something to where i wanted to check out i have it on my switch but i'm going to check it out on my xbox to see just if i do enjoy it and kind of go from there on that so and then last but not least for Games Pass for July, uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 will be out on July 30th on there. seems like they got all the Yakuza games kind of locked up on here. There's still a lot of um, beef with people because of the fact that uh, Yakuza 7, Yakuza Like a Dragon, still has not been announced for PS5. So we'll have to see if that eventually does come up. Uh, my thinking is if they're offering a free upgrade uh, from regular Xbox One to Series X for Like a Dragon, I would almost tell you right now that they'll probably offer the PS4 to PS5 upgrade for like a dragon as well they just can't talk about it because microsoft paid them to shut the f up so just like we (laughs) talked about last episode and to me that's effed up because of the fact that you know that people out there right now are pissed off wondering about if yakuza like a dragon is going to be on the ps5 or not so and why hold back information if it's eventually going to come out for ps5 and be an upgrade to ps5 at least the damn information what what advantage are you gaining by holding back that information you're not you're not getting an advantage but i mean it it, it goes back to how they do their deals whereas sony will lock down missions and weapons and content uh microsoft will lock down information yeah which really doesn't install any value into playing that game on your platform in the long run Unless it's just going to Game Pass, which which like a dragon is, which is good, you know. I mean, you're you're that's cool, but you know. Well, I don't, it's not going to Games Pass. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not. No. I thought it was. No, oh, okay. no, no, not at all. No, it's uh, you have to probably you have to buy it for sixty bucks, just like everyone else. It's not going. Oh, to Games okay. Pass. okay. Yeah, I think they, it will. They're just hold, they're holding back the smart delivery 
BS because of the fact that I don't want to say it's also upgradable on PS4 to PS5. I, and Ubisoft kind of cleared the slate. I'm just hoping Sega clears the slate, but we'll see. You know, hopefully not on Thursday. We'll see. Uh, you know, there's a sm- small, sm- slight possibility. Who knows? Maybe Microsoft is going to buy Sega, but <laughs> I don't want to wow. call that. Don't yeah, that's don't the type of moves they need to do to compete. I, I know you're right. I want to see them compete. I, I want right. to see them compete. Oh, I want to see them compete. I want to see because I want to be happy to buy an Xbox console. But a, yeah, a, I ain't buying one if I ain't got a reason to. Uh, uh. If you if you see that if it's balls out and then Microsoft's buying Sega, what what would you guys do? Just like well, I mean, two thumbs up. Like games they're coming out with. Yeah. If they were just flexing for nothing, then that's just dumb, you know. <laughs> if you're giving me a if you're giving me a remix of Sega Rally, I mean, I mean, and it's just the arcade version of it, you know. Yeah, that's boo. as cool as that is. <laughs> I ain't buying your console. Nah, that's boo. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! Don't ask, don't do that. Shenmue Four exclusively on the Xbox Series X. Don't, so don't do that. You know, that's what they gotta do, though. Compete. I know. We'll see. Uh, uh, well, we'll talk about this next episode. So, Des, why don't you go into our next news story about Marvel's Avengers? Story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, from Dual Shockers, it looks like we've got finally. I cannot wait. Uh, the Marvel Avengers beta, which begins in August, um, and it looks like they're having their second War Table stream coming July 29th. So, you don't have to wait very long to get your hands on at least the beta for the game. Um, I'm definitely going to be playing it. Um, it looks like um it looks like it's going to be coming out um uh it's going to be coming out in September so i'm glad they were able to see with this beta but i honestly don't see what they can do but well, i guess you can do a lot of stuff within a month before it ships i i hope but but again i'm always kind of wondering you know what what you could possibly do with a with a beta before it yeah, it ships so quickly but um who knows um yeah, so it looks... I don't think it's a beta on traditional. I no, mean, it's just I think basically it's a... a demo. Yeah, which is just call it demo. Yeah, I think it's just a demo. <laughs> you know, I I think that's really what they are. They're not betas anymore, and I wish they would stop using that. I don't think it. I don't think it ca- captures what's really happening. So, well, they may maybe want to test out the servers possibly too. So. Yeah. So, um, and and this is uh, speaking of power moves. Uh, Mark. Uh, sorry. Sony basically says if you order, if you pre-order it on the PS4 starting August seventh, uh, you'll be able to 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 get into it uh, uh, a week sooner. Is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. August seventh. Yeah, August seventh. If you pre-order it, and August fourteenth uh, for um, so August if, if you start ordering it, you can start ordering it August seventh, um, and then Xbox One and PC pre-orders will start on the four, on the fourteenth. And then, uh, and so August, August, so on August fourteenth, PS owners can play. And then on on August twenty first, Xbox One and P uh, PC players can play. So it's really interesting how they're giving them about a week in order to um, to to kind of feel feel it out and see it what what's going on. So I think it's pretty interesting that they're doing that and. I guess as Kevin was saying, that's the kind of power moves you gotta you gotta make. You gotta incentivize, you know, your PC. Sorry, you gotta incentivize your um your gaming console any way you can. And I think that's a really good way to do it. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it looks like on July 29th, that's going to be where they're having their second uh, War Table stream. It'll be uh, at 10 p.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so it's so it's coming up, and I probably will watch it. I went back and watched the first one just to see what was going on because I hadn't really... I was really disappointed with, with what I saw from, the, um, from it initially, but now... Uh, when they corrected the faces and they actually seem to like kind of it looks like they've kind of streamlined the combat and the combat looks kind of fun i'm thinking about okay you know i might have to pick this up and play this as well um yeah and so it looks like it's gonna be out on september 4th uh and it will also be on the ps5 as well as the xbox series x sometime later this year so i am definitely gonna pick it up i will be picking it up for the ps4 as i am not a uh, early adopter so i don't know i mean that's the weird thing because like if miles morales is going to be on ps5 we're going to talk about that uh a little down the line so i don't want to say too much about it about these marvel games that are coming out but that's just a little uh you know a little prequel a little a little nudge to what's coming up later on in this episode but what do you guys think are you guys you know willing to to pre-order to get into the beta or or are you just going to wait i i mean i know Joe, I think Joe's already pre-ordered. I think I'm gonna pre-order. Like, I think I'm a pretty big diehard comic book fan and, and Avengers fan, so I think I'm gonna do it too. I just haven't yet. So, this like Kevin's the holdout. Oh, what are your thoughts, Kevin? Well, let me turn to let's see let's see what Kevin has to say. What you what what do you think, Kev? It, well, it's gotta be about the combat. It's gotta be about the action. Uh, I watched that 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 uh stream that they did and the game looks a lot better than its initial show oh my god does it oh a lot better than the initial showing so yeah um they had me I like, <laughs> yeah i like what i saw in the combat because i was like i you know comics or 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 what have you you know i i have to base the game off the mechanics that i see and the mechanics look vastly improved so um, uh, pre-ordering seems to be the way the way to go with COVID because I ain't trying to just walk up into stores all willy-nilly. Anymore. Right, get that delivered uh, or so, curbside or just, yeah, I do my games curbside. My car. <laughs> yeah, I do my I do my stuff curbside too. I'm like, there's no reason for me to get out of the car. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep your mask mm-hmm. on. I know you just like throw them in the back pre-ordered. seat. <laughs> pre-order games in store kit but just go to bestbuy.com and just pre-order you could uh, elect to do i know I, I i i know i know that's what i've been doing i, I did that with with uh tsushima uh, tsushima and with the origami king so yeah i know i know to do that i yeah i'm not i'm not walking into stores all willy-nilly no i'm yeah. definitely not i straight up throw oh. it in the back <laughs> don't come close no. throw it in the back <laughs> One thing to keep in mind, everyone, is that if you want to play this early and you want to play the beta, you don't want to pre-order this thing. Just pre-order the damn thing, and if you don't like it, you can just cancel it before it comes out. There you go. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You could do that, and that's that's probably what a lot of people are gonna do. You know, which is fine. Yeah, I think I mean, it's probably a good idea. Easily Amazon pre-order, get that pre-order code, check the game out. If you like it, keep the pre-order. If you don't like pre-order guess what you could always cancel the order before the game comes out yeah on there for you retail fanatics and physical disc owning sobs like 
all three of us here. Mm. Uh, Best Buy will be doing a ten dollar um, reward zone That's certificate what I'm talking about. upon purchase on the game, so I get ten bucks to spend elsewhere. That's what I'm talking about. And there's a free pre-order steelbook that comes with purchase at Best Buy as well. So mm, mm, mm. damn steelbooks. <laughs> yes, you know me. Damn steelbooks, yo. They're ugh. <laughs> so. I mean, I can't lie. Steelbooks. They look, they really do. I got my, I got my Ghost of Tsushima steelbook, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> oh, the in, inside of that thing looked great, man. Oh, that's... yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked at it, too. So, anyway, so that's all I have for, uh, for, for that Marvel. So, uh, Joe, I'm going to throw it back to you for, uh, okay. For so, today, earlier, when there was a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. So, mm-hmm. I guess Nintendo decided that they didn't just want to, like let all these third-party companies kind of sit in the wayside while they're deciding on what to show on there. So and it was um, much it better was like, than that babe that that whatever that thing was they showed Bakugan stuff. Ooh, they can get out of here with that Bakugan stuff. That was. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, no, there no, was like this big no. treehouse. Thirty of, minutes uh, of just Bakugan. I was like, you were out of your mind. Get out of here with that. With that Bakugan. Come on, it's way, way forward's interpretation of the Bakugan series. Come on, man. No, I was just mad about it. Like, I was mad. I was like, no, you did it with this. Like, you know, what's way forward gonna do? Are they gonna do a new F Zero? Are they gonna do oh a new Metroid? I oh, wait. Bakugan. Bakugan. I was like, get out of here with that. That Bakugan mess. Mm, I was so mad. <laughs> anyway, right. you were saying, sorry. First thing, Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. They showed a DLC pack for the Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Neko Dancer, featuring the Legend of Zelda game on there. So they have a character pack, uh, a melody pack, which is uh, going to offer 39 new songs to the game. Pack 3 will have additional story content, Symphony of the Mask, where he plays the mysterious Skull Kid on there. And then all three packs will be available. Pack one is available today for $5.99. Uh, second pack DLC with the uh, 39 new tracks will be released before the end of October at $5.99. And then the third DLC pack with the additional story content with the Skull Kid will be out before the end of October for $9.99. On there, you can also buy a season pass for the game uh, for fourteen ninety nine, and then just in case if you haven't bought the game yet, you can go ahead and there's a physical copy coming out on October twenty third for thirty nine ninety nine on there. So, so I've not played Krypton the Neko Necro Dancer. I've not played Cadence of Hyrule yet, but I've heard good marks on it. I don't know if you dabbled in it or not, Des. I have not. I have, I have not played either of uh, any of. Oh, I know it's the same game. It's just a mod to the game. But yeah. no, I have not played it at all. Um, I don't know about those rhythm. Like I've watched people play it, but I'm I'm not sure that that game is 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 for me. Is all I'm gonna say. Like I don't like hopping around and stuff. I'm sure that I'm sure the the gameplay is probably like fantastic. But for me, I don't know. I just I just I just don't know. So. All right. And then the next another game they showed was a WWE two. Battlegrounds on there, so that was an easy fast forward on my part. But I don't know if anyone <laughs> looking forward to that game or not. But um, it, it wants to be NBA Jam or something. Uh, it's supposed to be in your top arcade action. You say it's trash, Kev? From what I saw, I saw the the initial introduction of that game, 
That game looks horrible. I'm, Probably, I mean, they're not going to be any any better. You know what? It, you know what? It, you know what? It, look, it reminds me of. It reminded me. Of, remember those those action figures that you could that wouldn't move the muscle, the the muscle characters. So they were like pink. They looked like yeah, bubble muscles. gum. Yeah, muscles. That, that's what they look like, except they got color. Hmm. That's exactly what they look like to me. And it, it that game. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to see. Yeah, I know it's supposed to have some arcade action, but that was an easy fast forward for me. Sorry. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next game they showed was a uh, stylish new shooter. It's from the um, publisher High Res Studios, which also released the game Paladins on there. And this game actually was announced at the Nintendo Direct Mini um, partner showcase but it came out today for pc xbox ps4 and also on the switch on there so it's a co-op multiplayer shooter on there it's third person action it looked pretty cool um they're promising cross progression and cross play across all four platforms on there and the way they're rolling this bad boy out is that you have to play pay at least 14.99 up front uh to play the game and it's founders pack beta at the moment but ultimately this game will be a free-to-play game once it is officially released on there kind of handled how the release of paladins uh, did previously on that and it looks decent it runs at 60 frames a second on the switch uh it runs pretty damn well on both playstation xbox one i'm not sure if you guys are interested because it is a third person game it's a 4v4 like multiplayer game kind of similar to um i'm trying to think of the name of the game on pc on there but um i don't know <laughs> I don't know either. Obviously, I can't remember it. That's but, fine. Uh, Keep going. We got it. Yeah, Counter Strike. It's kind of similar to Counter Strike oh. as far as gameplay on there. But I was kind of curious to check out because it's a third-person camera view on there, and I do enjoy some, uh, you know, yeah, some multiplayer on there. I'm not sure if you're longing for the Crucible, you know, from Destiny, Kev, or not, or if, if you know you're you're all good on I'm good multiplayer games. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. All right. And so this this would have been a uh, proverbial wet part of a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, but the last two games they showed were from Atlas on there. So the first game that was shown was uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster. So this is the game that originally came out on PlayStation 2. It was the one that was famously known as featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series on the box art that everyone just loves to make fun of. But uh, yeah, this is a full high-definition remake of the classic PS2 game that's coming to Nintendo Switch in spring 2021 on there um i actually can't wait to play this because i dabbled in the ps2 version way back in the day on there i think uh, from what i remember des you're not down with negotiating with demons and i was just uh, like never... i'm not sure you know i was just like i wasn't really sure about about that game so i yeah so i will you can have all the fun you want with that one i'm, I'm i think i'm good yeah, I mean, it's basically like the mainline Shin Megami Tensei games spawned Persona, and Persona obviously went off to a roaring success as of late, but 
the original games are way more dark in the uh, baseline series at least so yeah so but uh, i can't wait to give this a try and then they also had a trailer for shin megami tensai 5 on there which is the next numbered entry in the series on there obviously they announced that's coming in 2021 and we'll have a simultaneous global launch on nintendo switch on there so i'm almost thinking atlas and nintendo are working together to make this a switch exclusive on there especially if it's going to be out um you know worldwide you know in your respective languages on there so so any thoughts on either of those two games kev i know you're a persona guy but i'm not sure if you're gonna like dig into these or not so yeah um i know my, my buddy damon played the some of the shin megami tensei games on ps2 i watched him play it it's like yeah it, it really didn't really didn't do much for me um so i doubt human negotiation but yeah no, I mean, I I have no, I ha, it, it, that's not really the issue for me. It's just like I just, Persona just seems to do that better. I mean, if, if you want to be real about a Persona, is just a, 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 a Persona is just a demon with a different name as far as I'm concerned based on the way they <laughs> act. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, potato, potato. So uh, yeah. the, the, I just couldn't get into the the mechanics, some of the mechanics, the and, and you know, you're pushing it when you're doing the turn-based thing with me. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. I know you don't like that stuff. So, I'm so. just like, eh. Alrighty. Alright, good deal. And that's Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Edition. Des, what news stories do you have for us? Okay, so the next news story I have, which was really not really a news story so much as it was an announcement. So Insomniac announced, and I've been staring at this um, this tweet since you've been since you sent it to me, and it is basically uh, Miles uh, from the Miles Morales Spider Man game uh, swinging on. It's this. This is the sequence of him swinging and and throwing his arms back which makes me believe that this is probably at the beginning of the game when he first becomes Spider-Man uh, or gets his powers because of the way that he's kind of flopping his arms moving back. But that's not the best thing. The best thing is that it is it, it is using a PS5 with optional 4K 60 frames per second performance mode, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. If you watch, and, and, and one of the things for me that I keep looking at is is in the background, it's the sun. And it's setting. Um, and I think it's setting. I don't think it's rising. But you can look at it. And if you look onto the sides of the buildings, he's swinging, be- he's swinging up between buildings uh, on a street. And if you're looking, you can see this warm reflection off the sides of the buildings that is being cast by the sun. And it just, like, the shadows look great. I mean, the whole presentation looks great. And this is... See, and I, I want to talk about this n- now, and I want to talk about it later, because after seeing this, and this is the type of quality that I'm going to be seeing uh, from a PS5 and in this game, because I was blown away by, by Spider-Man, but to see this with Miles Morales on at 4K, 60 frames per second, I mean, I mean, Sony, you're killing me right now. You know, like <laughs> you're really making me want to want to buy your system you know this is this is 
yeah, I mean, I am just enjoying the hell out of it. And I've watched it, you know, a couple, like, uh, over a dozen times. And it's not that long. Like, it's literally just maybe three or four seconds of him swinging. But just the way he looks, it just looks effortless. Like, this is, it's a beautiful shot. If you haven't seen it, you you really need to go and uh, take a look at it on Twitter. Follow Insomniac Games, take a look at it. It looks, it looks fantastic. Or to use use Kevin's word, it looks phenomenal. Like, it looks fantastic. So, what are you guys thinking? You know, are, 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 is this is this making you want to do it? Or is this kind of like, no? Or This is the most anti-consumer thing I've ever heard of in my life. Because you got, yeah. Sony is trying to force me. Constraining to, me by restricting policies. To make <sighs> me jump into the next generation. Why can't this play on my PS, my base PS4? Never mind the Pro. Why can't this <laughs> run on the base PS4? Y'all are out of control. I mean, I, 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 buy new consoles, I buy new consoles to play old games anyway. So, so I mean, why are they trying to lock me into, in, into this, are... this generational block? Y'all are out of control. I can't Yeah, I mean, I, I, that is so anti-consumer. Y'all are out of control. I mean, I'm, 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 complete, I'm completely disappointed. That's why I'm buying Stadia. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so for all you guys don't know, that is sarcasm. So, <laughs> but honestly, truthfully, like when you saw that, like, what was your thought about oh, it that? Looks, it looks, it looks fantastic. I mean, Spider-Man is no slouch, but I mean, just, and I'm looking at it on, on, on my funky old iPhone. 6, right. Me too. And I, and I can tell that, wow, this, this is, this is, Yeah. Y'all got my money already. Yeah. I'm hoping for a PS5, like uh, maybe up-res version of the original game too. Maybe with some of the features, I would love to see if they would do that as well on there. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the back and pat with PS5, with PS4 games. So, so I'll have to see. Yeah, I'm not expecting the same fidelity as Miles, mind you, but uh, if I'm able to... You know, play the uh, PS4 game on my PS5 with some bells and whistles. That'll make me happy too. So, it looks good. Like it looks damn good. So I am. Day Ooh. one confirmed is. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! You need to. You need to be quiet now. <laughs> <sighs> then, in any case, so that's. So I'm gonna throw it back to you, uh, Joe. What are your thoughts? You know, sorry. What are your what, what What's the next news you got? Okay. Well, I just wanted to mention this because Kev was just singing the praises, even though I have not had a chance to watch this yet. But uh, today, Devolver Digital did drop a 17-minute Shadow Warrior 3 playthrough. It showed the game off, uh, showed its combat and movement on there. Of course, there's plenty of blood and guts as Lo Wang eviscerates every demon in the sight. The combat is fast and frantic, but there's enough tools at your disposal to cause some real mayhem on here. I'm going to give this uh, trailer a shot, but Kev, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you saw in the trailer? So, Basically, it's Doom, except it's fun. Uh, I, I mean, that's really the only thing I can... Because you basically do a lot of the same. You're going from one area to the next area, you know, killing, killing demons, but... You're using, you're interacting with the environment to get you doing environmental kills. You're doing uh, uh, 
combinations with your sword. And I was really, because con- I've played Shadow Warrior 2, and I haven't finished it. Uh, the thing that started getting to me was the... Uh, the melee combat with the sword with your sword and it's hard to get that right you know uh this i think this game it looks like there's more depth of field on objects on enemies approaching you so it looks it it, it looks like you're actually you it looks like you feel like you're more in control of the action i'll say that uh the weapons look look should look really, really cool. Um, Lo Wang looks like he's 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 kind of decked out somewhere between, you know, Michael Jackson's Beat It and Dante from Devil May Cry. He's an older dude now. He, you know, he can. He, I don't know what happened at the end of, of the second one or how much time has passed, but he's an older guy. You can tell that by looking at his face, and. Um, it, it looks really good. He's still he's still with the one-liners, with the uh, 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 borderline racist, stereotypical <laughs> Asian English. Um, so it it it's, it it looks fantastic. That's that's all I can. I'm assuming that this was being played on a PC uh, uh, with a super super the greatest video card, um, and uh, it, it 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 looks fantastic. Looks that way, yeah, for sure. And it's going to be out for PC 2021, and also we assume next-gen consoles as well. So who knows? Maybe it'll be on Games Pass Day One. You don't have to pay for it. So <laughs> we will we will see on there. So any thoughts, Des? Uh, no, not at all. Um, it's just this is one of those games that seems you know more more silly than anything. So I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna watch you play it. <laughs> Good deal. Watch Kev play it live stream, man. There you go. All right, Des, you got one last news story before we head off to our main event. So. Yes. So the last news story we have is all of you fans of Atelier, the Atelier games. There's a new one coming out, Atelier Ryza Two. So um, it got a sequel. Uh, it, it sold really well here, and uh, it looks like it's gonna be called Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy. So these names are just a killer. Like all these Atelier games are just their names are just silly anyway. So it looks like it's going to be coming out uh, this winter uh, for Nintendo Switch and PlayStation uh, Four and Steam. So I do you know apologize for you you know to you Xbox people, but it is not coming out you know for y'all. So sorry. Um, and it looks. But I thought Xbox was supposed to be all inclusive. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> so. So hey, uh, they wouldn't have played it anyway. No, probably not. But so anyway, the uh, this was uh, mentioned on a Japanese Nintendo Direct uh, Mini, and it looks like Kyo uh, Koei Tecmo uh, has also put up a teaser. Um, sites in North America, Europe, and Japan. These sites will be unveiled simultaneously worldwide on July 29th. Uh, that is be 8 p.m. Pacific at 6 p.m. British Standard Time. And it looks like July 30th at midnight, midnight in Japan time. So that's going to be the the actual uh, the actual trailer for the game would will be will be released. So um, I know that um, if you're interested in this game, uh, they did do a second printing. I know Joe, we were talking. Joe and I were talking about it as I haven't picked it up um, yet. 
but I know that we were worried that it was going to get a little bit um, pricey because the first printing was didn't didn't have a lot of him. But now it looks like they did a second printing, and you can you can pick him up now for rel- for a relatively good price. So I'm definitely yeah, going to be had, picking they, him up. They have the game for forty bucks for PS4, but the Switch version, the physical version, is still up print. Right yeah, now, I think so. that's the one that 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 you know I was kind of you know worried about, but you know we'll see. Good deal. Yeah, they also showed this at the Nintendo Direct Mini, but only in Japan and not yeah. in the US. Yeah. So Yeah. But uh, that'll be our news for this episode. So yeah. Well, all right, folks. Well, thank you both for sharing that news with our listeners. So we've got uh, a main event. That was kind of set up by our our co-host Dez here. So Dez, why don't you set the table with your question regarding gaming mascots? Alrighty. So so basically, uh, we're we're trying to do these uh, questions that we're asking all of our all of our uh, listeners. You know, all you fantastic people, because we always want to make sure this is a community show and we want feedback from from all you you know fans. So uh, the question that we asked was. Uh, who is your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite video game platform mascot of all time? I.e., Sonic, Mario, uh, Croc, Bugsy, Bubsy, etc. And why? Let us know uh, of your. Uh, let us know your favorite uh, video game mascots, and we'll talk about them. And so we had uh, a couple people tune in and let us know what their what their what their um, folks are. But before but before we turn it over to them, I wanted to send it off to Kevin. Kevin, what is one of your uh, favorite all-time mascots? Uh, hands down, Konoa. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I okay. mean, it's like. Okay. I I played the original. Uh, I played some of the second. Well, it's always been so long. I don't remember exactly what it was about. But I mean, he's this he's this cat with floppy ears, wearing you know baggy half shorts and a backwards cap. I mean. If I had a black and white cat, I'd probably name him Klonoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not lying. Like I, I have to, I have to admit, I, I do have, did do have a fondness for for Klonoa. Um, and he spoke that weird ass language, and mm-hmm. well, every game did, and they were all these weird ass cats with the big floppy ears and shit. Yeah, great, fantastic, mm-hmm. <laughs> Klonoa. Wow. <laughs> um, Joe. Uh, what is one of your um, uh, mascots that you really, 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 really can't live without? Mascots? Um, you know, I, I have to think hard about this. And I know you said one, so it's not, you know, I get multiple answers, right? Uh, you get multiple answers if you want, buddy. I, kn- I know you, okay. you, you've, you, you have, you know, you have been a gamer for a long time, so I'm thinking it's fine for you to give more because you probably know a lot more than a lot of people. <laughs> well, one character I just love and probably talk about a series of games is uh, Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, there you go. Ghosts and Goblins on there. Of course, if you want to really talk about Maximo and like you know the spiritual successor from there, but uh, those games will always seem like you know I literally would study and just get better at goals and ghosts so i could do the uh you know play through to try to at least get to the end of the game so i can have my uh 
uh, spirit crushed by the fact that you have to beat the game twice to really get the complete ending. So, so that's always rough. <laughs> yes. Okay. Any any other ones, Joe? I know you had like a couple. Uh, you know, um, as far as I have statue on my computer right now. Of, uh, uh, oh, Master Chief. Uh, no. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 Master Chief. Okay, no. sorry, I thought it was Master Chief. All right. No, uh, Mister One, the only uh, henshin a go go baby, yeah. uh, beautiful Joe on there. So, so Capcom's beautiful Joe series uh, from the GameCube era, and you know we could talk about the PS2 port or not. Uh, it just seemed like Capcom was running on all cylinders that gen on there, and uh, beautiful Joe just was like the bomb. Uh, side-scrolling action game on there it's not per se a mascot but as a mascot to me because you know to me it represented like you know kind of the uh, free spirit of capcom during that time so i would agree i think beautiful joe that game was so much fun it, it was just so much silly stupid fun and I know that we'll probably never get a get a remaster or anything for that game but i really would like to have that. So if you're, if you're listening, you know, someone from Capcom, probably not. Um, we would love for you to, to take the time and give us another beautiful Joe, please, 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 please. Cause we would, we would absolutely and, love it. And my, uh, like special mention would have to be for whatever reason. It seemed like, uh, back in the day on the master system, when a new Alex Kidd game came out. I just got my attention at least for a little while, even though you could kind of say the the games themselves weren't as um, good as Mario, just just to say it. But uh, this is the one gaming mascot that kind of caught my eye because you know you have Alex Kidd in Shinobi World and like Alex Kidd in Lost Stars, of course, and all these side games that uh, Sega used to always throw them on the Master System. So. So honorable mention to Alex Kidd. So yeah, yeah. So for mine, for mine, I know we said we couldn't play Mar, we couldn't say Mario. So I, I can't. I'm not gonna say Mario. But I think my platformer that I that I ab- actually uh loved uh, would be Mega Man. You know, I absolutely adore Mega Man. I played the first one like crazy. I can remember. Um, I can remember playing. Mega Man and just being like on the on the you know the 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 NES and just being like this game is just amazing and my friend Patrick was over we stayed up all night you know my little ass you know you know coaxial TV playing you know playing and he and he I remember he beat it and I was just like oh my god that'd be so cool and then we and this is gonna sound so stupid but <laughs> we we sat there and after we beat the game we actually talked about um. Who who would star in a Mega Man uh movie? So we actually after we beat the game, we cast that damn Mega Man movie. It was fantastic. But, uh, this is so silly, but <laughs> but I I I actually just just adore Mega Man. I think I think he's just fantastic. I've played every iteration of the game, um, every series. Just just a fantastic, you know, all around great mascot and and it pains my heart you know that we most likely will not ever get another one and it just uh you know i just like i'm not okay with that you know capcom you know make that right 
So, well, Mega Man Eleven did okay, right? Yeah, it did, but but still, I want like I just I just want more Mega Man. You know, don't 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 do this to us. You know, give us Mega Man, please, please. So. But uh, but those are the uh, mascots that we have. Oh, and a special mention to Ratchet and Clank. Play, played all of those. Thought they were fantastic. And I mentioned them before. So we have a couple of uh, people who basically wrote in, and and we really appreciate you. First one we got Vic, who is uh Lego Bro at Lego Bro, and he writes Mario. I have been riding with him <laughs> from the beginning, thirty five years ago. I remember spending hours trying to jump over the first gap. I didn't know how to double jump at that time. Oh, I feel you. Mario will 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 go down as as one of the single most like important video game uh mascot ever. You know, I, I would I, I could, you know, have I I, I would challenge anyone to, 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 to say different. So Well, I mean back in the day it's like, you know, playing Donkey Kong Jr. the other day, it's like Mario man, he's cruel, man. He had Donkey Kong in a cage, man. So. I mean, yes, he he did have some questionable, you know. He, okay, okay. Let's just say that he was a questionable um, animal handler, but you know, but an excellent plumber. So, uh, moving right along, uh, Mario seems to be a hit with our with our second and final write-in from our friend and yours, Fred French. Um, basically, says, "Gotta go with Mario. He was there at the beginning, and he's still going strong." You can put Mario in just about anything and make a great game. But that TV show, that was just awful. I can't get behind you. Like I can, I can get behind you about Mario, Fred. But the Mario Brothers hour with Lou Albano, come on now. That 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 was my jam right there. Captain Lou Albano, come on. Flush that down that pipe. Son. Shut up. Yeah. You're Italian. You have to like that. <laughs> no, I love that. I was I like 19 when that damn game that show came I out. I was like, love, I love that game. I was all, sorry. I love that. I love that cartoon. <laughs> I was all about the cartoon. I'll even. I even got this for you. I actually love that damn movie too. The movie was terrible, but I secretly loved it. So I never seen it. Man. You haven't seen that movie? Oh, once this, once this, you know, thing is is done. I don't want to say what it is because you know, you know, but. Once that's once this whole thing is over, I am I am coming over and I am making you watch that movie. John Lake Wazamo, Bob Hoskins, hell yeah. Rest movie. in peace, Bob Hoskins. Rest, rest in peace, Bob Hoskins. You know, but but yeah, fantastic movie, great cartoon. Um, not trolling, it was great. So. <laughs> So uh thank you to those two uh Vic Fred thank you for for uh for responding um we'll give you our contact information that way you can uh, respond to our next um question which I have right now uh we wanted drum roll drum roll no no just wanted to know our next question is basically a relatively simple one just wanted to know what indie game uh is your it, have you been following you know half the year is over um uh, you know we have six months left and hopefully when 2020's you know gone all this will go with it you know knock on wood fingers crossed praying you know whoever you believe in but um what is the indie game that is just kind of like been fantastic for you right now and it's got to be an indie game i'm talking about 
little a games not 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 double a not single a i'm talking about little a games you know what independent independence have you been just playing that is just that is just you know it's just made it for you you know and it could be it can be on steam it could be on epic it could be on any of the any of the consoles but what indie game has just you know just made it for you right now you know um that that you would think would be honestly you know you'll be playing you know at the end of 2020 you know or 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 have fond memories of so again you know that question what indie game is like has been your favorite indie game of 2020 so far you know and it's got to be indie a little a's only okay so uh that's it for our main event uh thank you again for all the people who 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 tune in and who answer you know we love we love that you guys are participating so please keep it up next thing real quick is we have an announcement um only nine more episodes till our gala hundredth episode and it's going to be a fantastic extravaganza we want you to keep listening to the shows uh for exciting announcements for how we're going to celebrate this milestone occasion please stay tuned um you know, we do accept gift cards. So if you want to send us gift cards, you know, to celebrate, we'd love it. <laughs> we'll split it. You know, we'll each buy a $2 game or something. If you give us $10, we'll love it. But no, no, no. We're, we're thinking about, you know, uh, celebrating and doing something nice for, for you listeners out there. Because because aside from us talking to each other, because even when we're not doing this podcast, we're playing on PSN, we're playing on xbox live and we're talking about games all the time but we really wanted to share this with you and to say thank you we're 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 cooking up we're cooking up so, a couple of things you know to, to show our appreciation so please stay tuned okay and uh with that out of the way uh i'm gonna throw it back to kevin okay so thank you for that Diz. game nights take place for us on Thursdays, usually on PlayStation Network. And we're usually running Monster Hunter or a number of different, number of, <laughs> a couple other games, but typically it's Monster Hunter. But we have all the systems, we have all the networks. So on whatever platform you would like to play on, we, we chances are we've got the game and we've got the platform. So let us know what, what it is that you'd like to play with us and we will be sure to make that happen. Uh, we've also got another game night coming up on Saturdays at 10 p.m. And, and our, by the way, our, our Thursday game nights are take place at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we've got other game, another game night coming up on Saturday that I just saw pop up. <laughs> so we're going to be running Mon- Minecraft Dungeons on the Xbox One at 10 p- on Saturday. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is uh, news to me, but yay. Uh, (laughs) Awesome, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could also play golf with your friends as well. I'm just looking for some Game Pass fodder to play on the Xbox. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yay. Some hot hot new games there. You know, games that we all have to own and can play multiplayer together. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> feels feels working on me. He's like, is doing the eye beam of doom in my central cortex or something? I guess <laughs> Phil is on you. He's like, look, bro, <laughs> you gotta yeah, do Adrian this. Adrian Nelson is the greatest. Wow. Bye. Aaron Greenberg. Bye.
<laughs> Green burger. <laughs> so y'all are out of control. All right. give it to uh, you. <laughs> y'all are out of control. All right, contact. You can contact us at gamingvesselsgmail.com. That's where you want to send in an email if you'd like to respond to anything that we've said, have a question for us, or would like to be a part of the show and have us interview to interview you to get your opinions of our favorite hobby of video games out to our listeners. You're going to want to send that email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, other means of contact. I can be found at shownuff 71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F number 71. PlayStation Network, I am shownuff 7 same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I am shownuff 71 Again, same spelling with 71 And on Steam, I can be found at shownuff 71 same spelling as before. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at? All right, you can catch me on PSN and Xbox Live. <clears throat> I know I said it like, eh, but anyway, you can catch me on both those platforms at uh, Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R, and you can catch me on Twitter at the Nemo Six, uh, T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. On PSN, on Steam, and also on Nintendo Network, I am under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox One, I am Kamunagara, 66995, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And also on Ubisoft, I am also Kamunagara, 6995, so... All right, and also, folks, wherever you download this podcast on whatever podcast aggregate app you use, you will see attached a link to our our Discord server. We're trying to build that community up over there. Uh, I know I'm posting more and more stuff over there as long as as well as our other two co-hosts. So we're trying to build that community up. We're putting more and more of the content that we like to discuss uh, in the Discord server. So we definitely want to encourage you to join that. There's no waiting waiting period there's no vetting to to get to be to, to join just click the link and you're a part of it so we're trying to build that area of our community up so please hit us up on discord also real quick before i forget uh if you contact us on any of the consoles please you know mention the show or something that way we're not trying to get a bot or anything like that you know um so please just mention where you found us, mention the show or something like that. That way we know that you're a real person. That's all we ask. Thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is a reminder, our new episodes are posting on Wednesday by 4 p.m. every week. So uh, be sure to check your favorite podcast aggregates on Wednesday toward at the end of your workday. We will be there for your downloading and listening enjoyment. So, folks, that is going to bring this episode of Gaming Vessels to a close. We want to thank you for listening and joining us for Season 6, Episode 24. For Dez, the Bay Area Terror, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, I'm Shonuff71 saying peace. We'll be back next week.